Welcome back. I'm Dan Lukowitz, the host of the CRE Pro Show, and today we have an incredible guest. With us live in the studio is a great friend, legal counsel, and an incredible individual with a lot of commercial real estate experience, Hugh Woodrow, the partner at the Cronin Law Firm. Hugh, how are you? Doing great, Dan. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's my pleasure. This is going to be a fun episode. Hugh and I go way back. We've done a lot of cool things together. We've had a lot of fun. I've learned a lot from him. So I'm excited for our audience to watch and listen, buckle up, and learn a lot from Mr. Woodrow. So first, before we get into the nitty-gritty, Hugh, tell us, tell the viewers, who is Hugh Woodrow? Well, that's a tough question to answer in the short period of time we have, but I, I'm an attorney. I've been practicing for over 23 years now. It's kind of amazing that it's been that long. Uh, I've had a very, very background. I've worked in small law firms, large law firms with 100-plus attorneys. I headed the real estate department up at Daimler Chrysler when it was Daimler oh, wow. Chrysler. So in that capacity, we're in charge of 80 million square feet of lease space and another 75 million square feet of owned space and we handled every transaction they had across the country. Um, I've also worked uh, on the estate planning side, and it's amazing to me in, in some family law matters how real estate, family law, estate planning all kind of coincides and, and builds on each other because, you know, if you're going through a divorce or you want to plan your estate and get your affairs in order and you own real estate, especially commercial real estate that you want to pass on to your kids, all that stuff combines together. Or if you're a married couple that own commercial real estate, you end up getting divorced, obviously. You're not only divorcing that person, but you're divorcing the business. So you got to figure out how to separate out that commercial real estate. And we do a lot of transactional work with that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those are all great points. And, and, and one of the many reasons that I enjoy our relationship is that I'm constantly learning from you. And I'm really appreciative of that. And I'm, I'm glad that you took the time out of your busy schedule to share all of this knowledge with our viewers. So thank you for that. Um, 23 years in the industry, obviously not a single gray hair, which is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Uh, a lot of experience, a lot of varied experience. I liked what you said there about everything being interconnected. There's absolute truth to that. I want to hone in on some specific issues sure. that are really modern day issues, you know, in the last few weeks, last few years, and then some issues that are uh, prevalent in our industry as it pertains to brokers, as it pertains to investors. So let's jump right in. One question I often get, you know, I'm not a lawyer. I've been accused of being a lawyer many times. <laughs> I'm not a lawyer, so I like to tell people that they should talk to the expert, right? That's why people talk to me. I'm an expert in a few narrow focuses. So when people talk to me and they ask legal questions, I refer them to great lawyers like you. So a question I often get is here specifically in the state of Michigan, I know it's different in other states, but in the state of Michigan, as a real estate associate or salesperson, you know, they're independent contractors under Michigan law. Is that correct? That, that is correct. And actually, there was a recent Court of Appeals decision uh, that came down just this past month, which is the first time this issue was really decided by them. Um, and yeah, under the, you know, the, the rules and regulations and the Realtor Board's uh, rules and regulations, salespersons or associates of a broker are independent contractors if they have the proper documents in order. And uh -huh. as you know, with real estate, it's not only location, location, location. It's what's written down in the contract, what's written in the contract, and what's written in the contract. Yeah. So, and that, and that holds true not only with the buyer selling of, of property, but also with an employment agreement or independent contract agreement. And in the real estate game, as you well know, brokers have their broker's license. They employ, and that's a loosely used word in this sense, yeah. uh, sales associates. 
90% of the time, if not more, those sales associates are independent contractors, and typically they have an independent contractor agreement. If they do have that independent contractor agreement, which again, most do, and the language in there is appropriate and proper, which again, most are, then yeah, they are absolutely considered an independent contractor. And the reason why that is significant in this most recent decision is, it basically states that if a broker terminates a salesperson or in a associate uh, salesperson that they have working for them, that person cannot turn around and sue them for wrongful termination or wrongful discharge because there is no employer-employee no relationship. Right. They can be basically discharged for any reason whatsoever. And in that particular case that just came down, uh, Baker v. Town Country, the the, uh, the the basic issue was the salesperson was accusing the broker of doing something they thought was illegal. Okay. And making, well, and insisting that the real estate agent or salesperson follow this guideline set by the broker and the broker or the salesperson thought that this was against the law mm. and said, I'm not going to do that. The broker then fired him. So he tried to sue him for wrongful termination because he was doing something that he, the broker was trying to make him do something that he thought was illegal. Doesn't matter what the reason was. They're not an employee. There really is no termination. That it, well, it, yeah, I mean, it, well, it was, term, employee, employer it was terminating the contract between right, them as right. an independent contract. Which they have the right to do. Which they have the right to do. But it's not terminating an employee. Yeah. So you don't have, I mean, there are other specific remedies employees have against an employer for termination. And since that it doesn't exist, they're not an employee employer, those, those other remedies and things that you can sue an employer for are not open to you. Yeah, and, and you and I may or may not have dealt with this before in, uh, in may or may not. previous situations. <laughs> uh, definitely, I've learned a lot through working with you and, 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 and as a broker. I would definitely advise all of our viewers to reach out to a great lawyer. Hugh is, is probably one of the best lawyers I've ever met. Uh, he's an honest guy. He is hardworking. Clearly, he understands the laws and the nuances, and he likes to come up with solutions that, that fit, in my opinion, that fit for all parties and that make sense. And that's those are really great qualities in a lawyer. So, you know, please, by all means, if anybody needs any legal assistance here in Michigan, right? Uh, Absolutely. Then please, by all means, reach out to Hugh. He's also a great guy. He's become a great friend. And I, I definitely appreciate the relationship as well. So do I, Dan. I appreciate it. We've done yeah, a lot of good Keep work in mind together. that's an independent contractor relationship. Well, actually, no, it's an, uh, an attorney-client relationship. Okay. So unless you tell me to, I'm not allowed to disclose anything to anybody. That is true. <laughs> but termination, you're not going to sue me. No. I, well, I can't. You're not my employee. Exactly. So anyway, we joke. We have a lot of fun. But the point is, is that Hugh helps me to run my businesses and helps me to be successful because he knows the law way better than I do. He understands the court system way better than I do. And I don't want to be a jack of all trades, right? I don't want to be an expert in everything. I want to be an expert in one narrow focus, maybe a few narrow focuses, right? And be successful at those things and then have a great team. And that's one of the things we do here at the CRE Pro Show, Hugh, is we bring on great people to be guests, to teach our viewers so that they can build great teams. So on that note, what advice do you have for our viewers who are looking to grow either as brokers or as investors uh, or become more successful in their businesses? I mean, some of the old age business sayings make the most sense, right? You, you surround yourself with smart people. Yep. So you get the right people in the right seats that know things that you don't know. If you don't want to hire people that know the same things you do because then you don't need them. Correct. Right? So you, you find the people that know things that you don't know that can help you run the business smarter, better, and more efficiently. A lot of times that involves hiring an outside legal team or firm to handle your legal matters. Most small brokerages and whatnot don't have in-house counsel, which is understandable, 
when you can pay someone hourly and just use them on that hourly basis rather than paying them a salary fee on all the time. And, and we do that at the Cronin Law Firm uh, quite a bit. We have a, a, a lot, fair number of businesses, not just brokers or realtors, but other business entities that we operate as their corporate counsel, as like an outside corporate counsel. So we fill that in-counsel role for them, and we do it in a number of ways. Either we can set a, a monthly retainer and you get mm -hmm. X number of hours of our time per month, or we do it on an hourly basis where you just pay for our time at a, at a somewhat of a discounted rate if you sign on for a extended period of time with us. And that way, if you have any questions about anything, whether it be your real estate transactions, your business transactions, contract negotiations, or you're in middle of litigation, I mean, we can handle all of that for you. Yeah, and it's so important to be prepared, right? If, if I don't have a good team in place, it's like, if even if I'm Michael Jordan, right, and I don't have Scottie Pippen or B.J. Armstrong or Phil Jackson or Jerry Krause, whether you like him or not, right, and I try to go and slam dunk against a team of five people, I'm going to get stuffed. I'm going to get shut down. It's really important, Hugh, you, you brought up some really great points, right? Surround yourself with smart people, with great people, people who know what you don't know. Maybe they're also people who are better at passing than you are, people that are better at managing, people that are better at coaching, right? So in that analogy, when you create a team, you have a much greater likelihood of, of, of creating dominance in your market or in, in your business. That's definitely very good. I love that. I think that, that you also mentioned that these tactics help you to run your business smarter, harder, and better, right? And, sure. and I've seen so many people, right, that run their business and they try to do everything. Yeah, that, we see that quite a bit too. And it, a lot of times, in, in my opinion, the most successful businesses are more proactive than reactive, yes. right? So you want to get ahead of the lawsuits. You want to get ahead of the contracts. You want to get ahead of the problems, right? One of the ways to do that is by having the right people in the right place. Absolutely. And, the, and it doesn't mean that those people have to be your employees. They can be contractors. They can be friends. They can be whoever, mm -hmm. right? And so when you have a problem, you're like, hey, who do I call on this one? I need to call my plumber. I need to call my surveyor. I need to call yep. the guy at the title company. I need to call my attorney. You know, it, they all don't have to be in your office working for you. But you do need to have those connections, in my opinion, set up in advance of any problem you can think of. Because last thing you want to do is have a lawsuit come down or get served with a lawsuit and say, who, what do I do? Right. Who, who do I call? Right. Um, you know, so you, it, it is really important in my, even in our field, if a lawsuit comes in the door, you know, I had a perfect example with another good friend of mine. All he does is semi-truck defense work, right? He called, I have a client, business client, who owns a trucking company okay. was involved in an accident. I see. Okay. He, I called up my friend said, hey, this is what this guy does. This is what he needs. Before he even talked to our client, he already had two experts lined up, mm -hmm. an accident reconstruction expert, another expert to go look at the vehicle. He had a video expert going out to videotapes. I mean, he had it down like, boom, boom, this is what yep. we need to do even before we talked to the client. So he made it easy. He made it easy. I mean, it was, it was basically a phone call and Everything was done that needed to be done. It was it was phenomenal. So and and again, just because you know I'm a lawyer and you call me for legal advice, yeah, I'll have the answer 99.9% .9 of the time. If I don't, I can guarantee you I know someone that does. And I yep. might need to hire experts to get what I need. So you know, again, if you have some real estate issue that you need to call me on, and you say, well, this is what's going on, I might say, well, here's my surveyor. We right. gotta get him out there right now to survey this property Absolutely. so we know what we're talking about. Yeah, and you have the connections too. I mean, as you're telling us that story, it reminds me of. 
one of those deals, you know, locally that I'm working on that, that you're well aware of, right? With some, you know, significant claims against maybe the city, maybe a homeowner, things like that. And 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 as a, as you mentioned, a plumber. I mean, I've got a great plumber. He does almost all my commercial and residential, as long as it's the higher end stuff because he's more expensive. But immediately, I got him involved. Immediately, I got my remediation company involved, and immediately, I got my legal counsel involved before there was ever a problem. And this is a lesson I learned years ago when working at other corporations, right? When you have legal counsel, they're there to counsel you. It's like a broker, right? I'm not there just to sell your property or just to help you buy property. I'm there to advise you. I'm there to be to be a counsel, a non-legal counsel, but professional counsel in commercial real estate, right? And the same thing goes for great attorneys. You're not just representing me as an attorney, right? Or as a litigator or as a defense attorney, you're representing me as my legal counsel. I think that's very important for everybody to pay attention to. The worst time to get someone involved is when you have a problem. The be- that's probably the second worst time. The worst time is way after the problem. But the best time to get someone involved is when things are going great, right? Plan now for potential problems that might happen. And if you see red flags, call myself, call legal counsel, call Hugh to get their opinion so that you can be prepared. Wouldn't you agree that's great advice? Oh, absolutely, Dan. I mean, I can't tell you the number of times where it, it, when you're saying one of the worst times to get legal counsel, you're correct, but I have to preface that the worst time to get legal counsel is after you've ignored the problem, <laughs> because you can't ignore lawsuits, you can't yep. ignore legal issues. You can; that are they just get up. bigger because you're digging a hole that you just can't get out of, no right. matter how good your legal counsel is. So again, I mean, if you get served with those papers, don't sit on them for two weeks thinking, oh, maybe something will happen, or maybe I can talk my way out of this, or something like. No, mm-hmm. you gotta get the attorneys involved right away because no there there are time limits and, and time constraints that you gotta be acutely aware of otherwise you could completely lose without even knowing it sure so again i mean knowing the right people getting them involved at the right time is is key in the success of any business and you know that as well with real estate transactions i mean timing is one of the big issues right you got to get this done it's got to be done there's time limits in that contract of when things have to be done and if they're not done you're not going to get them done it's you lose it so speaking of time being of the essence hugh we want to jam-pack this episode with as much value as possible. Obviously, we know that we like to provide value, and then from there, everything else follows, right? I'll get you one of these mugs if you want. <laughs> I gave You met Ben yesterday, and he, I got, he got his own mug. He actually found it on the beach because I left it there yesterday. <laughs> but um, true story. Anyway, my point is, my point is, is that you know, as a broker, as a business person, as an investor, right, what additional advice do you have for me? And I'm sure a lot of our viewers are in similar positions. What additional advice do you have for us? I think one of the bigger things I should let brokers, salespersons, sales associates, whatever title you want to give the person out there is, because of this, you know, real estate agencies and brokers, like I said, are very unique and ties back into what we talked about to begin with. It's almost always an independent contractor agreement. Right. So just because if you're working for a broker and they have an attorney they use, that doesn't mean you're not allowed to go out and seek outside legal counsel yourself Right. if you have an issue or a question you want to ask. In fact, you probably should. I agree with that. I think you should. And I've, I've even advised sales associates of that. If I'm representing a broker or have, I can say, hey, look, you know, I've done a lot of work with this broker. You have a question that might be contrary or not even con- potentially contrary to what this broker wants to do or the advice I'm giving. You really need to go get your own legal counsel and ask them that question. I can suggest people for them to do that with, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and it, in, in my opinion, also, it's a good idea. in that type of situation have attorneys that do know each other because you don't want to you don't want the attorneys to hate each other because that's just going to 
rack up your legal bill because the attorneys will be arguing over things that could more easily be worked out if the attorneys know each other, respect each other, and are good, honest Absolutely. attorneys. Absolutely. And that's one of the many things I love about you, Hugh, is that you're solution-oriented. There's a lot of attorneys out there that are very adversarial, and their goal is to stir up conflict. And I can understand why maybe at certain times they would want to do that. However, I'm not interested in litigation and in battles. I'm interested in doing my job and providing value, and everything else follows from there. So I appreciate an attorney who is solution-oriented. And you bring up another great point, which is that when the, 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 the legal counsel know each other and they know the, the, the people in the court and they know everyone, it's much more likely that a solution will, will be you know, achieved that is in everybody's best interest. And at the end of the day, we're not here to cause problems. We're here to, to create solutions and, and add value. So you know, we've got about a minute left before this episode's over. I mean, time has flown by. Is there anything that you want to leave our audience with? Any, any major nugget of wisdom or gem that you want to close with? The devil's in the details. Absolutely. I mean, if it's in that contract, that's what it says. And make sure everything you want to be in there is there. Because as you all know, Dan, if it's not in that contract, especially when you're dealing with real estate, it doesn't exist. Absolutely. That's great, great advice. I would also add to that, Hugh, that... If you think something is in the details and you think something is in the contract, you better be darn sure that it absolutely is because the devil's in the details and if those details are not on the paper, it's not real. It's a fact. All right, my friend. Well, hey, thank you so much. This has been another great episode of the CRE Pro Show. I'm Dan Lukowitz, your host. We've got some outro music. We've got the people in the studio dancing in the background. We appreciate everybody for checking us out. Come visit our website, creprocourse.com. That's creprocourse.com. Reach out to myself, to my other amazing host, Zach Racinger. And obviously, if you need anything in the legal realm, especially here in Michigan, reach out to Hugh Woodrow. Great guy, great friend. Really appreciate it. We'll look forward to seeing you back on the show soon, Hugh. Thank you, Dan. Yep. Yeah.